A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, hello, hello. It's the Nile or Nine podcast. Woo! How are you Woo. doing? It's myself, Nile, and Andrea Cleary. Andrea's bopping along there. She's bopping along, ready for really our best of August. I'm in a new place um, recording in my home. I've just decided <laughs> to record on the couch today. Um, I'm hand holding my mic, and Niall thought it was very funny when I first came into the room doing this. <laughs> you um, just look like you're ready to answer a quiz. Speaking of quizzes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm run, I'm I'm running a quiz. Oh, speaking of quizzes, Niall. Oh, I've I've two things to say. It. No, look, I <laughs> I thought you you represented the podcast and yourself very very well. Um, especially on the kind of dance music, electronic music questions. I oh, sorry for anybody who doesn't know, Niall was um on the No Encore podcast last week. Um, yes, battling was, against uh, Craig Fitzpatrick in the No Encore music quiz uh, hosted by Dave Hanretti, who has always been and remains a tough quiz master. Um, very so I tough. you did very Some well. Great questions there. Great questions. Great questions. But, um, very, very, but too tough on the answers sometimes. Maybe. Well, um, okay. So <laughs> I thought you were robbed on Degrassi. I, I'm going yeah, to say that was. now. And I texted you as much. You were robbed on I Degrassi. I got it. I actually thought it was, it was balanced out. out. Like um, no, no, it didn't. No, and I, I was didn't. furious. But I do think it was balanced out by the fact that Craig didn't get an extra point for naming all, te- all um, 14 or oh, 13 or 14 YouTube, YouTube albums. albums. Incredible. In, like it, in the right order as well. What a feat. Um, what a feat. It was yeah, it was, it was it was stunning. So I think I think it balanced out. I think it was a. Fair it was worth it for that alone. To be honest, it was worth. Yeah. It was worth the, <laughs> it was the harrowing experience. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great fun. It was great fun. But it was I'm, very still, fun I'm still upset about the Billy Bob Thornton question. It was such mm. an annoying. One of those ones where you can just see somebody in, and you can see them talking, and you're like, yeah, I can see the chin. I just can't see the rest of the face. I, I could really, so well. really feel your frustration during the backwards songs round, um, which I will say I'm great at. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was disappointed not to get one of the biggest, uh, the songs of the summer, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. That was I, I, I could feel it in you. I was like, oh no, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be thinking about this for a week now. But um, no, you, you, you represented, uh, as I said, the podcast and yourself very well. 
um, and we we won't have well, a bigger nine now. So, yeah, yeah congratulations on on getting silver. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you can listen to that over on No Encore podcast, um, the quiz round. It's very fun. Um, so yeah, very good, very good, very enjoyable. Glad to be asked, and uh, hopefully won't be doing it again anytime soon. But I did enjoy. <laughs> hopefully to do a live quiz where I'm not the only one who's participating with Craig, and that'd be good. Yeah, happily do that again. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about the best music of August on this episode, episode 184 of the Nine Nine Podcast. If you like what we do, it's patreon.com forward slash 909. If you want to show your support in any way, uh, 909.com, there's loads of things happening, loads of things coming up. We have been uh, off for a couple of weeks. We're still in, I mean, it is the end of summer, but we're still in the summer mode because we're about a couple of days out from Electric Picnic now. It's, uh, you know, the last big festival of the summer. The weather is going to change. But you, Andrea, were at... Another love story, and I want to ask What's you I? how you got on. <laughs> was I really at another love story? Um, Were you? I mean, uh, yeah, I was. So I went down on the Friday. I had, you know, a ticket. They very, very kindly gave me a ticket for the weekend, and I thank them so much for that. Um, I went down on the Friday. Um, had a lovely time Friday night. Um saw some bands, saw some DJs, saw some Nile. Um, I, yeah, I saw you always from, the crowd, from the DJ booth. I was like, oh, there's Andrea. Did you see me? Yeah, because you yeah. waved and I didn't have my glasses on. I wasn't sure if you were waving at me or you were waving at someone else, but I was like, hey, <laughs> absolutely bopping my little feet off. Um, you you were the highlight of the Friday night for a lot of people. Um, I really enjoyed that. That was one of the best. Yeah, like, you were DJ sets you were the done, talk of the local area in our oh, in good. our campsite. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, very very enjoyable. Great tunes. Um, but yeah, I had a brilliant night. Thank you. And then I went to my tent to go to sleep, and then I didn't sleep all night because it was just it was just one of those nights camping where it's like all the pegs in the tent were like lifting out of the ground. It was windy. Everyone around me was like really loud, which is fine. I had I had my Lord of the Rings audio book, you know. I was getting through it, but it was just I just didn't sleep. Yeah, I was just I I just um no, I have like my earphones because I listen to podcasts and audiobooks. Um, but they have like a noise cancelling thing on them. So it wasn't it was also I was just afraid of like blowing away in my tent. And then I woke up on the Saturday morning went and did yoga, which is really nice with my friend Catherine. Um, and then we saw Neve Regan and a couple of other bands. And I was like, yep, that's it. I'm done now. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> that's that's like the most Andrea Cleary thing I've ever heard. Like, I literally. was just like, I was just like, I don't, I'm, I'm, it, this is lovely. It's so small. It's so sweet. It's just such a cute festival. Really gorgeous. All, everyone who was there was lovely, you know. No trouble. Uh, it wasn't like Leeds, which we might talk about in a minute. But um, yeah, I, I was just like, yeah, I'm done now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye festival. But uh, the only thing was they didn't have any buses running out of the festival to Dublin on Saturday um, because the festival ended on Sunday. And they're probably like, no one's going to leave, you know, under 24 hours. Ha, haven't met me yet. Um, so I had to get like a taxi to like the local the, the like nearest oh, right. village and then get the bus from you there you did text and... me and i had left already but i didn't actually have any space in the car because i i took two yeah, people oh, no, home, well, I, three people home i was me. actually when when i texted you that was just um 
that was just to see if you were still around and you wanted to get a coffee. And then I think later I rang you, but you must have been driving. Uh, that was yeah. me turned to my arm to see if you had space in your car because I knew that you were going back to do the boat thing. So, yeah, but um, yeah, I did yeah. a wonderful time. Um, I wasn't drinking, I had a great time. so that might have added a little bit of like I was just sort of you know. That but might I mean, the lack of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Having said that, like I there's had, a reason that people drink just, at festivals. <laughs> I know, I know. So like I should, I, sh- I should have just not drank and then just like downed a bottle of vodka right before bed or something. No, but, maybe um, not. <laughs> um, I do recommend just a little sober bop at a festival. Um, there was a, a, f- a few of my friends were taking shots, um, and I had um, uh, a coffee. And Very good. it was, I was, I had a coffee right before I went to see you, actually. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll come up on this coffee during Niall's set. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> it was great. Um, nice, but yeah, that was nice. my, that was my, um, another love story experience. Beautiful. I really, highly recommend it. Really. I mean, your first time, my fifth time, maybe sixth time. Mm. I don't know. I just felt it was just, they did it so well. They grew it a little bit. That mm. treehouse area where DJ was new. That, oh, that, that was that, beautiful. It was so nice. And then the 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 tent in front of the, on the uh, the front at the lawn on mm. the front of the house was a new one as well because the house was closed. And I I really didn't feel like you were missing anything from not being in the house. There was lots of great, lovely touches. I didn't go into the house once. Lovely touch. Well, you can't or, go into or, the house or, or near near the house yeah. once. There was like a little area beside the house. I walked in there with my friend, and it was like really narrow. And we were like. Nope. And then That's we just the shift shack, out. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the shift shack. Yeah, was. we didn't yeah, go so in there. That was an outdoor one this year. So mm. I just thought they did a really good job on on uh, accentuating what they already had. I was not noticing some little touches, whether it was bunting or otherwise. And I was like, well, they just really like elevated it in a nice way. And I have more people, but in the way that you're like, this doesn't ruin the buzz. And I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. So yeah, I, no, I, it was I was gorgeous. there, what, one night? I had less mm. than one night. And maybe I had some chicken dumplings for breakfast the next day yeah um so and then i left uh, and went and did the boat party which was great fun great yeah. fun i i came, yeah. i i left just as it was right like when, when i was at the bus stop waiting for my bus to dublin um it started like it really 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 started lashing rain um and i was like this is the right decision <laughs> getting out of here so yeah and then i came home and just slept for i think 10 hours which you know if you know me you know i'm not a good sleeper so that was that was the highlight of my weekend was coming home and sleeping for 10 hours. It was, it was great. Right, very yeah. good. Well, I'm going to do a sober mm. festival this weekend. Um, uh, what Sunday. else is in the news, Niall? How are you? <laughs> uh, I'm doing it as well. Sober mm. festival. Uh, yeah. Um, what else is in the news? Well, right now, um, a band called Arcade Fire are in Dublin. And if it wasn't for the news that broke out over the weekend, it wouldn't be as big of a deal as it perhaps was. Um mm. Yeah, it's an unusual one. Obviously, Wynne Butler has been accused of uh, sexual misconduct by four different people and his responses have been very questionable. More than questionable. Mm-hmm. Can we talk to about that a least. bit? Can we just talk about the... How did... Like, I just can't yeah. even imagine how these people feel like it's okay um, to say these kind of things. Whatever about, you know, your... I mean... Win and Regine, we all know that they're a married couple as part of Arcade Fire. But Win Butler, whatever they have in terms of their personal lives, it's his decisions and the choices that he's made of mm. kind of preying on young uh, fans who are fans. just legal age. Like he says at one point, I, oh, I Googled her and I found out she was 18, so it's fine. But he has, he clearly has a pattern of using his uh, powerful, um, 
position in music and against mm. his around his fans and against them and uh just very doesn't seem to be aware of the issues and and the fact that his the, the power dynamic that is inherent within him and uh it's very much like oh i i made mistakes you're like i'm i'm this is not it's not about you <laughs> it's actually not about you so yeah so arcade fire are currently doing two d- dates in dublin at the moment um their second one is tonight it's a strange time for the news to come mm. out on saturday and i i immediately i'm not going i was going to go i was thinking about going tonight i'm not going anymore and um, i can't go and be there at a gig where this man has uh clearly not understood the gravity of what he's been doing and people who are apologizing look i guess people have to make that decision there's plenty of people who are at arcade fire last night and they seem okay with it and i just am not so this comes back to the problematic faves kind of idea of you know you have to personally make a decision um we can't i can't cancel arcade fire <laughs> but i can make a decision uh to not mm-hmm. uh, participate in their concerts and uh the output that they have currently um while this is uh, yeah coming. i think the the Everything that's kind of happened around this over, you know, the past forty-eight hours, as as we are now, um, or, or or maybe a little bit longer, has been really, really interesting because there's obviously been, I mean, to go back to his statement for a minute, um, the statement he gave was, um. <laughs> Bizarre to say the least. Um, we've we've seen a lot of these statements from people. Um, I'm reminded a little bit of Ryan Adams um, in in that he says, you know, I I haven't always acted perfectly, and he, he you know he obviously admitted to cheating on his wife, um, but but everything was consensual and 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 so on. Um, but there was there was another part where he had offered to. Uh, put Pitchfork in touch with women who he had positive sexual experiences with that I, you know, Me Too has been going on for about um, about six years now. And I didn't think that I could be surprised by anything. Yeah, absolutely. These kinds of statements. And, and you know, fair play when you you really, that, that knocked the wind out of me. I couldn't believe what I was reading there. I was like, that is... Yeah bizarre but anyway you know in in, in regards it, it is a it's a very unique situation that we are in in ireland now and you know that last night's gig has been reported um in the uk it's been reported in, in the us it is the first gig of this tour um and obviously people are looking at dublin um to see what what the response is going to be um a lot of people seemed to find out at the gig last night um from the report that i was reading in the irish times yesterday yeah, a lot that was of people a bit of opener. did know about it but it is it is 90 euros or whatever it was that they had spent on the ticket and they didn't they they either wanted to sell the t- ticket to somebody else or go themselves i think that's the same thing um you know it's still a a, a, a body in the place um either way i think that's probably the same thing a lot of people just not going not passing on their ticket and you know leaving the space there that that w- would have been there i heard from a few people who did go that, that it um yeah well i mean i've i i heard from a lot of people that it, di- it didn't look like a sold out show there was a lot of people there right. and the people that were there enjoyed it but that it didn't look like a sold out show um I, I i read a few people on twitter say that and i have a couple of friends who went who said that as well so um 
it's it, it's it's really interesting because you know I guess like oh and then obviously you have Feist um who you know is contractually obliged to um support Arcade Fire um I my bet was that she would um come down with COVID um at the mm. last minute but instead she did something much better which was she decided to um donate um every penny of the of her merch sales to Women's Aid Dublin which I thought was a a, a really marvelous thing for her to do if you did go yesterday I hope you bought a Feist t-shirt and and uh, apparently her gig last night um this is Tuesday night for anyone listening um she she came out and didn't really say very much um so and uh, like i mean and maybe maybe you and i could look into doing a podcast on 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 this topic in future um like what what do you do um if you are a promoter or a booker or a venue or you're a musician who has a support slot like what what it's needs to change in terms to of in, the certainly of, of of breaking these contracts you know i i did look into a, a a little bit today um and there has been examples in the past where people have gotten out of a contract due to um sexual assault allegations um in uh, against another member of a band that were on the same bill um as as another artist so i think it would be something that we should probably think about um yeah, it usually in, doesn't happen it, in that fashion in our, where somebody suddenly has to make that decision in order to, um, with, with short notice, maybe, you know, they've already traveled to Dublin. It's, it's very, a, very short. From notice. Canada. Yeah, yeah. It is a tricky one. Mm. And I mean, I appreciate Vice's gesture. Um, but yeah, I think that Irish Times article just shows you I that. Did there too. Are I think two, that was that was the classiest thing she could have done. I think like she can't, yeah, she can't. The break Irish her Times article just shows you that there's two, two different. Uh, strands of of thought theories, people who are just not paying attention in the first place or if they are they're just pretending they didn't uh, because they want to go and they spent money on it whatever they're like yeah. well separate the art from the artist all that stuff and that's fine but it's i mean i can't i can't i wouldn't be able to do it myself if i went tonight i would just be looking at him going i just creep. wouldn't enjoy it i just i just there's no way that i could enjoy it and like I'm 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 not saying I'm never going to listen to the suburbs again but there's like there's something about actually being at the gig and cheering and supporting this man knowing that he's thinking about this he has to be thinking about this this is the first concert like he's going to be nervous about what the what the ramifications are I mean I I was in loads of different WhatsApp groups yesterday with people and we were texting each other saying like you know, are, are there people that are going to go and that are going to boo? Um, I, I heard that there were going to be people who had planned to go to Feist and then leave. I know a couple of people who did that. Um, uh, there was a little bit of booing, I heard, but not a lot. So I don't know. I just think it would be like from a journalistic perspective, I, I would be, I would have been very interested to go. Um, but not I, I I don't think like my curiosity wasn't enough to kind of send me there you know and I didn't want to be a yeah. person in the crowd especially a woman in the crowd I didn't want to be a woman in the crowd there seemingly supporting him um it's just uh it's just like and, and and it is like you get you get really tired of it you get really tired of seemingly every other month another man in music 
like something like this coming out about them and you can get a bit I don't know a bit numb to it or you you can kind of start to have the 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 attitude of like oh well are we surprised and I I just think that it is a good idea it's something that I'm trying to do myself to to always be surprised to all like to to still be surprised when it happens because if we if we become complacent and if we become this kind of like oh well what do we expect from these men in music you know then it's it's it starts to take away the power of what actually happened um these things should surprise surprise us they should shock us um and it it shouldn't just be this kind of landfill of oh there goes another one you know um yeah. we should we should we should be angry about it every time it happens and not just sort of and not allow ourselves to become numb to it i i think yeah i think um, so uh, and that's uh, obviously if 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 it is a triggering um if it is something that is too triggering to read for somebody, absolutely become numb to it, avoid it, log out. But for 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 the for the rest of us, it's like no, be be angry, be surprised. Don't don't take it for granted that this is yeah, um, and it's not it's not enough just ordinary. to be. It's not enough just to say because he was a rock star that he could do whatever he want because that's what rock stars have done in the past. It's twenty twenty two. You don't. You don't uh, fall mm. back on those old tropes. You, I'm, I've seen people who are just saying that to justify that they were going last night. It was like, well, that's what rock stars do. It's like, no, that's not what sound people do, and that's fine. I don't, I don't necessarily yeah. want the artists, every artist I listen to, to be a good person. I just want myself to be able to. I just turn want up them not to sexually to assault women. I mean, yeah, that'd be just good. Just don't. These all women. <laughs> it's a low bar. <laughs> like, it's pretty just, low bar. The bar is really fucking low, guys. Like it, it is. Yeah. It's pretty fucking low. Like, just don't, just don't do it. And you know, if you do do it, don't. I don't. I like. It's just, just like, what was that statement? It's, you don't even I, have to I, I go know. there. It just strikes me. <laughs> but yeah, as the statement isn't is. Yeah, just straight, like, straight from uh, the playbook. Like someone said, saying. I can put you in touch with women who have uh, had a good experience with me. It's like, can you said, imagine getting oh, that like, phone call? Yeah. I've been accused of robbing a bank. Here's a list of banks I definitely didn't rob. I, I, yeah. Like, it's fine. But can no you, can you imagine being it. a woman and you're going about your day and you get a phone call from a journalist from Pitchfork saying, um, yeah, you had sex with Wynn Butler at some stage. How was it? Like, <laughs> Like does it? Does he not even think he says that it's that fine? Is, but that is such like even the suggestion of that is such an invasion of privacy. Like he he has no idea. Like it, that 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 was a man who was just like panicking and floundering and just you know yeah grasping at straws, and it's just oh god like yeah it. Um, well, I think and the I mean, thing our, there, the inkling I had about Arcade Fire was that when Wynn Butler uh, in particular, that they were so out of touch with reality that they'd gone into this stratosphere. Yeah, they clearly aren't accountable for their actions anymore. Some of the things they were saying as part of the uh, we in the lead up to the release of the album mm. last year uh, just sounded like po-faced nonsense that somebody would, if you were, had any kind of uh, connection with the re- reality and normal people, you would be saying that kind of stuff. So again, you're just like, they've just been allowed to uh, do whatever they want for the last uh, ten yeah. or twelve years, whatever it is, and and that's this is what happens when that happens, you know. So yeah, and just so that we don't get in trouble, um, we should really just point out that all of these are allegations and none of them have been proven. Just just covering our arses there, <laughs> but like these are allegations. Yeah. It's reported in Pitchfork. Um, if you haven't read it, 
read it. It's it's really excellent reporting. Um, and you know what else um, it, it is? It's that the members of the band would have been contacted. Like if that reporter was doing his due diligence, which I imagine he did, um, given the level of reporting in the piece, you know, other members of the band would have been contacted about this. And yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, hmm, why did Will Butler leave? Mm. He left at the end of you last know, year. I d- so I, like, it's just going it's on? all... I mean, is this related, you know? It's the end of last year, which is around the time, like this This piece is, is a long time in the making, you know? Um, this isn't yeah. something that comes together in a couple of weeks. This is months and months of reporting. Um, mm. So, yeah, very, very, yeah. very um, sad and disappointing. And I feel like I... I I love Arcade Fire. I, I love their early stuff, but I, I feel I feel really, really sorry for fans, especially the women um, who love them and have, you know, the, like their new music still means a lot to them and so on. And yeah, it's just, just sucks. Just really fucking sucks. Yeah. <sighs> right. Well, we move on to something, uh, to some nice things, some things that we'd like to share yeah. that are, are positive and good and uh, um, enrich yeah. our lives in, in different ways. It is time talk about the best music of august um first up is my choice um my first choice is an album no doubt you've also listened to it niall because she is yeah um our queen our goddess our australian singer songwriter um julia jacqueline with her album pre pre pleasure um the third album uh from julia um and we had i think three tracks beforehand before this was released um uh i was neon and lydia wears a cross. two others lydia wears a cross and then another one i can't remember which it is but anyway be careful with yourself um, was, was be careful with last, yourself um week. yeah and actually maybe we'll take a listen to be careful with yourself uh, this okay. is what the album sounds like back um so the album came out last friday um i had had it a little bit before that so i've actually spent a good bit of time with this maybe about three weeks with this album and i think every time i listen to it i like it more and more um i still don't really know where it stands in like the the three albums what way i'm gonna like you know format my uh my ranking of them but I really, really like it. I think it's it, it, it departs from crushing um, enough that 
you know, there there are kind of surprises in there, but there is a lot of the groundwork that I think she lay on on crushing, um, namely very very confessional lyrics. Um, some of them very funny. Um, there's a song called uh, "Ignore Tenderness," which has some really sharp lyrics in it about um, the kind of um, sexuality that is learned by teenage girls from, you know, women's media, women's magazines, things like that, that are very funny, but also very, um, very sharp and very relatable. Um, and that kind of reminded me a little bit of like a pressure to party, but also, um, you know, of that, that image on body of the, the boyfriend, you know, lighting up, um, in the, in, in the t- toilet of an airplane and, and getting kicked kicked off the airplane and ruining um, a holiday. Like she, she still does these very, she still explores these very specific moments across the album um, and, you know, kind of ties them into the k- kind of grander um, themes of the album. I think one of the big themes in this album is, is, is Christianity and um, a, 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 fr- a friend of mine, pointed out that there's a lot of catholic guilt on this album which i thought mm. was a really interesting way to listen to it um obviously you have uh, Liddy wears a cross but it does kind of crop up throughout the album a lot about guilt a lot about guilt around sexuality um femininity and all of and how all that ties in with um you know growing up with religion maybe leaving religion but still having that um that residue of it on on your body um and kind of informing a lot of your um your experiences as you do grow into adulthood and become like a sexual mm. person. Yeah, that's um, interesting because that song, mm. um, Be Careful With Yourself, has that line, yes. I know you were raised with a church and courage to keep it all in. And then it yeah. finishes with, from now on I put you, uh, all my trust, put it in you, I put all my trust now that I know there's no one coming to save us. And that's interesting. Mm. That's a yeah, yeah. Things. yeah. It's very, very interesting. Like it, it's, um, there is a lot of kind of, there's, yeah, there's a lot of, guilt on it um and I mean she's she talks on ignore tenderness about you know ever since I was 13 I've been pulled in every direction as well like there's um there's also uh on on Lydia words across as well um that she would she would like religion she would go to church she would give into it if if it was all just song and dance you know and she's kind of singing in that song about the performance element of of um I I'll say Christianity because I'm not quite sure if, if if it is Catholicism, but like as somebody who was raised Catholic, I definitely see a lot of that experience in it. I absolutely love a hymn. I, if you know me, you know I love a hymn. Um, and and that 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 idea of you know I, I I'd be a believer if if it was all just song and dance. And I think a lot of people can can um can relate to that because it is your earliest really um introduction to music if you do grow up catholic your the, the first songs that you truly learn how to sing or play are probably religious songs um so yeah i thought that it was it's it's a very interesting album to listen to you know ha- having grown up in a in a catholic in a catholic country um, well she went to catholic school so that's the, certainly where that comes from yeah so she is catholic okay yeah um and yeah, and I I just think you know the more I listen to it, the more I get out of it, especially lyrically. I think um, in terms of the music, not not very much has changed. I think there are much sparser songs here than there was on the last album, um, but but the very guitar based songs are still you know very you know rhythmically 
driven with 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 her rhythm guitars it's it's similar tones it's similar kind of um feeling throughout it but yeah it's maybe it's maybe coming from a more mature perspective from not quite as within an emotion as crushing was which is basically mm. a concept album about a breakup um this is much much broader um it's much more her you know considering um the the different forces that have kind of formed her as a as a woman and looking back a bit and looking at who she is now because of those things it's a very interesting album um i'm just so happy that it's great <laughs> really relieved she is great. i mean i, did, I didn't doubt her but she's no. just like are you going to see her in um november yeah it's in november third of november i think in vicar street so it's i'll be going to that for the sure. day after my birthday so yeah. i'm 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 making it be my birthday party <laughs> that again the most andrea clear thing i've ever heard your birthday party is a julia jack and gig yes yep <laughs> spooky brand. season baby <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, who've, well, who've you got, do you want to Niall? play another bit of a ignore tenderness just to oh, yeah, hammer the yeah, point home a beautiful song okay it's yes, ignore please. tenderness go put ice in your mouth let them slap you about go on choke yourself out believe no room for doubt that you are brave need the sheets you're just a Julia Jacqueline song is called Ignore Tenderness. Now it's time for my, I have actually had three albums to recommend. I've been on an album buzz this month. And uh, the first one um, is from Mad Lib and Declaim. And Declaim is Dudley Perkins. You might know uh, Declaim as Dudley Perkins because this uh, collection of music is called In the Beginning. It's volume two. I hadn't heard of it until last week. I was doing my roundups for Friday is one of the reasons why I do it. Two of these uh, actual albums. Uh, I discovered in the process of doing the roundups for Friday, so always worth doing. So this is, yeah, a Madlib produced album with Declaim, um, and it's actually an album that was uh, made, uh, well, the songs were all made uh, in the mid-90s, and it really yeah. does sound like it. So here's a track uh, that I love from this collection of music, which is volume two, in the beginning, volume two, with Declaim and Madlib. It's called Bandwagon. Alias the 
claim when I rain down with pain. Who with these ways around? At the drop of a dime, my niggas creeping from behind. Here's where I draw the line. You dare cross it. I think you lost it. You're losing your mind. Also, your soul I control. Got your transit confused. Burnt, battered, and bruised. Simple minds get used when they snooze. So that's the claim in Mad Lib. The album is in the beginning, volume two. There was a volume one last year. So all of this music is from uh, 93 to 96. Uh, in the early 90s, before Mad Lib was associated with Stone's Throw, before he went on to do uh, Mad Villain and J-Lib and all that kind of stuff. Uh, he was uh, based in Oxnard, California, and the claim was one of his pals. They actually uh, met when they were nine years old at the time, um, like way back. So uh, their fa- their dads were, were, were buds and they met and then they lost touch, but then they reconnected a few years later and then they made music like this. And I don't know if this was ever released, but they were part of a collective of people. Some of the people you may know, Mad Lib's younger brother, Oh No, uh, M.E.D., and declaim themselves. So um, Mad Lib's actual first commercial music was for the rap group, The Alcoholics in 1993. I know Kieran, my pal, is it, he'll know who The Alcoholics are. Um, all of their songs were basically like metaphors for drinking or, or all their albums were called things like that. And um, so I didn't realize that as well. So he produced The, the Alcoholics. Um, and this was like around that time doing a lot of stuff with uh, Loot Pack and things like that. And then Eventually, 1998 was when uh, Peanut Butter Wolf came a calling with Stone Throw Records, and that, that's when the Mad Lib kind of era begins. So just really interested to hear this now. I was only familiar with Dudley Perkins more as kind of a soulful artist, and so I wasn't even aware that they did a full rapping album. So uh, really interesting to hear. Just a really solid mid-90s rap album, and it seems like your cat is a big fan of it too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Does anyone want it? Okay, we'll see. What she, <laughs> you can hear this purring. She's very excited that I'm on the couch. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> she's all over me. She's having a, a a nice rub of her head on on the mic stand there as well now. Um, but she's very excited about the Mad Lib album. Um, she's a really <laughs> big fan. Really, yeah, really big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just lovely. I it just came up oh. uh, last week, and I was like, oh, I didn't know this existed. So mm. uh, really nice to hear. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Declaim and Mad Lib in the beginning. You have a, a rap album for us, actually. I do have a rap album. Um, we're both um, presenting rap albums uh, from artists that my boyfriend likes. And he um, is very fussy about rap music. So <laughs> this is very, very exciting for us all. Um, yeah. So my next pick is uh, the Danger Mouse and Black Thought album Cheat Codes. Um, might take a little listen and then I'll tell you about uh, what the hell this is. Uh, this is the title track called Cheat Codes. Bust a move, make my bubble like Wu Clico. Who got the streets of Philly flooded like Puerto Rico? You get McNabb like Donovan, it's Benito's. Theologist, point to the trap house that got us in. Born, take his name in vain, like a phrobolomist. I'm the one that tell you what time it is. Never been in the selling your promises. It's hot as a pot of grits, that's not a myth. Blackness is not a monolith. A lot of niggas probably gotta see psychologists to understand why we wallowing where the bottom is. And common sense. Isn't what they're teaching in college is shit It's real when you done lost your last feeling Jump and bounce back off the glass ceiling Back to stealing To Xanax and smack at this point now, you know, Black Thought is basically the uh, one of the elders of hip-hop So uh, tell me a bit about this album and how it came about 
Yeah, very interesting album. Um, so, I mean, Danger Mouse, uh, Brian Joseph Burton of um, the Grey album, of Gnarls Barkley, of Demon Days, uh, Broken Bells, and um, collaborator of MS, uh, MF Doom, um, the Mouse and the Mask as uh, Danger Doom, and then Black Thought, rapper and MC of The Roots fame and uh, the Streams of Thought EP series that's been going since around 2018. Um, the pair first worked together on a track for The Mouse and the Mask back in 2005, but it has taken them... Um, until now, uh, I, was, I was about to try and do the maths in my head of how many years that is, but I, I can't, um, uh, to get back years. into the studio together. Thank you. Um, and crucially, this is the first rap album um, produced by Danger Mouse in nearly 20 years. He's worked with a lot of artists um, and, and he's produced rap tracks, but this is the first album that he's produced in, uh, in, in 20 years. And it's really great. Like... <sighs> The beats are really big. It has a posthumous appearance from MF Doom um, that was probably recorded during that Danger Doom era. Um, there's these really big bass rhythms, really great hooks, and the production overall, as you can imagine, is really terrific. Um, there's a lot of guests on it as well, but I don't think um, I think you know how I feel about too many guests on rap albums. Yeah. I don't tend I don't tend to love it, but I think. For the most part, everyone's used well. So there's Raekwon, there's Joey Badass, there's RTJ. They all do really good work. But for me, it's the uh, Michael Kiwanuka um, guest um, kind of, you know, production and um, chorus on uh, the track Aquamarine that elevates things. It when you We'll play it now, but when you're listening to it, Harry pointed this out to me. He was like, this sounds like it could be on Demon Days. Um, mm. And it really does. Nice. It's great. It's okay. it's really, really atmospheric. It's like a little bit spooky, maybe. It's my favorite track on the record. Um, so, yeah, this is Aquamarine. They sound like Damon. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Um, it definitely sounds like it could right? be part of, of a Grills album for sure. Um, yeah, lovely. Love that. Um, mm. I think, yeah, you're right. You're definitely right about the, the guests. Um, have you in. listened to this Even, album now? I have, yeah, yeah. I was listening to some of it earlier on because I nearly picked it, but I kind of remember you saying you really liked it. So I was like, mm, I figure, yeah, I made a calculated uh, guess oh, that you, you might pick this one. Um, and I was, I was right. Yeah, Kid Sister's Same on with as Julia, well. Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, definitely. But I knew you were going to pick that one. Mm. Uh, Kid Sister from, oh God, early blog era. Wow. Uh, she had an album in 2009 called Right Hand High. She had tracks like 
Ah, Pro Nails. Ah, what was the song that she had? She had a song, cover of LL Cool J's I Need Love. I remember that. Anyway, oh. <laughs> a blast from the past. Anyway, for sure. Nice to see her back. Get Fresh. Oh. That was the track. It was kind of that like bloggy kind of electro house kind of like pop, uh, hip hop music that was around at the time. Anyway. Mm. Cool. But this is a good Ray album. And like you said, like I said, like Black Thought and Elder, uh, obviously with the roots and and doing, you know, daily things on on the TV. Um, they're still doing yeah. that, aren't they? The yeah, still, still, Jimmy Fallon? still, uh, still on K- Kimmel or Fallon? Kimmel. Fallon. Oh, Fallon. I want to say Fallon, isn't it? Which is the one I don't like. I don't like Fallon. I don't love Kimmel, but like, I mean, I wouldn't like Kimmel at all. Yeah, they're definitely on with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Oh, they're Fallon, are they? Okay. Oh, God, I must have to go to work and see him every day. I'd rather see him than see Kim <laughs> if I had to pick. Really? Yeah, I think so. Wait, am yeah. I? All right, let me just Google one of them so that I know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> Jimmy okay. Kimmel. Oh, Kim- Kimmel's fine. Like, he's just kind of bad at interviewing. Fallon would just, he just laughs so much. Stop laughing. <laughs> he's he, just he's, always he's a purveyor of toxic positivity no it's just like he he doesn't let people finish their stories like he gets really good guests and i always want to see the people being interviewed who are on his show but then he just keeps like interrupting their stories and i'm like this person has practiced this story this person has an anecdote <laughs> you know like just let them do it just let them just stop laughing um although i will say um the the clip where he finds out that he was accidentally on a date with Nicole Kidman, but he didn't know that it was a date and Nicole Kidman tells him it was a date. It's still one of the greatest television moments I've ever seen in my life. Um, and I, I, I'd nearly forgive him everything for that. But um, yeah. Anyway, the roots are cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's Danger Mouse and Black Thought. Um, it's called Cheat Codes. Very good. Very good. Very good. Really good. It's really, okay. really good. Yeah. I'm going to play a song from an album that I've been enjoying, but I'm going to focus on the song because I haven't listened to the album enough to recommend it. So this yeah. is a an artist called Ruby Goon, um, actually a Moscow-born artist, Ivan Solomani Lesnev. And I think they're based in the UK now, but also there's there was some, their dad brought them to America. I don't really know what the buzz is, but anyway, obviously, you know, a little bit... Uh, Picking a Russian artist at the moment is still uh, one of those things that you're like, think twice about. But yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it uh, seems fine. Ruby After Goon, night this, Russia, you know. Yeah, this is a song called Power. Um, it's released on Errol Alkin's Fantasy Sound label. Just really like it. It's kind of psychedelic and woozy and, and nice. And it sounds like this.
So this is one of those songs that kind of insidiously uh, buried itself into its, my head since I heard it. And um, I heard it once on a Friday, busy Friday listening, and then I forgot about it. And then I, it came up again in the playlist and I was like, oh, that's that song I really like. And, I, I, and then I noted who it was. So I really liked it. Yeah. A bit of soulful kind of psychedelia, some indie kind of stuff there. So that's on the album's called Brand New Power. That song is called Power. That is Ruby Goon. And uh, a really lovely song. And uh, sorry, the song is called Cold Wind. Excuse me. The album is called Brand New Power. Lovely. Over to you. My next choice is from a little known New York band. You might have heard of them. It's their first album. uh, The upcoming album is their first album in nine years. Uh, The song is called Burning. And it's by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. And it sounds like this. That is Burning from the Yeah, yeah Yes, um, back with their first album since 2013. You'd think I would have bloody wrote this down. Yeah, 2013 um, was Mosquito. The album is due out on September 30th. It's called Cool It Down. I I chose this song not because I'm I'm like, the song, the song is good. It's 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 a yeah 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 song. You know, there's no. I, I think what makes me excited about this album is that they basically sound the same um, as they did 13 years ago or whenever it was. Um, so I'm like, yeah, that's that's what I want from the yeah yeah yeahs. I don't want a big huge uh, departure. Um, and you know, Karen O is just one of the best musicians in the world. They are one of the best bands in the world, and I'm feeling very. Um, very hopeful for this record actually um, there's two songs that have been released already um, both are really good um, and I'm just really looking forward to the to the album yeah you a right. big yeah 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 guy Imagine you I wouldn't be big but I like some of their stuff and I like this a lot so um, mm-hmm. yeah I think it's cool I like them I've always liked Carrie now she's great cool. and yeah and she's awesome seem like they really care sometimes <laughs> That's a really that nice thing sense. to say, Niall. I think that's true. <laughs> yeah. They're one of the bands that come out of Meet Me in the Bathroom really well. True, true. There's not many of those. Um, which is how I stack indie bands from the 2000s now. <laughs> um, and, I mean, the strokes come out of it well as well. So, Yeah, yeah. Whoop. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, yeah, we haven't. We don't really know. I, I guess we'll hear more. The album is out. When is it out? 
September 30th? Um, September 30th, yeah. Cool it down. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Okay, I have an album to recommend now um, from an Irish artist called Elaine Howley. And this is, oh, I just touched the mic with my finger. Oh, the, oh, what's that feeling? Oh, no. Do you not get weird um, shivers when you touch things you don't like? (laughs) Touching that. You know that? You know that feeling? Is it the mic cover? Yeah. Yeah. I get that way with cotton wool if I rub cotton wool. Don't like like it. Don't Don't like it. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) So Elaine Howley has an album out called The Distance Between Heart and Mouth. Um, We'll play a bit of it, a track called To the Test First, and then we'll come back and discuss a bit more about the album and why I like it. Does Elaine Howley actually managed to see Elaine Howley twice at another love story, but neither times as herself. Um, well, I mean, not on her uh, performing this music. She plays with the Altered Hours as well, and she actually got up with um, David Kitt and Eve O'Neill, the Outsider. Is that what it's called? Their project. They were on in the lawn, the front lawn. On Friday you were at the Altered Hours? I was at the Altered Hours. I didn't I, even. See I, I saw them for a few minutes. I saw them like for oh. ten minutes before I was going because yes, I was playing shortly really afterwards. Yeah, so uh, I was going over to have a look at the the stage and and drop my stuff in, and I saw a bit of them, so it was great. Um, and they, she also sang with uh, David Kitt and Eva Neal's project as well. So, but the album came out only about two or three weeks ago. Um, really gorgeous uh, album. I remember maybe three years ago, two three years ago, uh, Mike McGrath Brian sent me the track that features on this album, which is called a "Song for Mary Black." Just a gorgeous, really like hypnotic, uh, rhythmic song, or uh, well, just really lovely, beautiful melodic song, and uh, that was the first I think solo material I heard of from Elaine Helly. So this album is a comes from an audio diary that Elaine kept uh, on a four track cassette machine between uh, two thousand and nineteen twenty twenty. Was something that kind of. Um, she kept as part of a kind of a creative endeavor and uh, p- forming uh, pulled on uh, formative teenage influences and memories of a childhood spent home recording long wave 252 transmissions i know what that's like i've never been there doing that <laughs> recording long wave radio atlantic 252 uh, <laughs> so uh, 
I think it's a kind of an attempt to recreate some of the intimacy of a radio show as well. Different kind of sounds and experiments happening in there. Uh, Elaine says, I brought all those early influences along with me. It was a private time to enjoy music, listening to my Walkman or making mixtapes. I heard the roots of the sound I'm drawn to beginning then. I found myself returning to and creating something of that time for this record. So I think it's a beautiful record. I don't think it's a bad song. And it, it reminds me of there are references in the press release actually to um, Tirza and broadcast. And I, I can certainly hear the, the former in it. It's just, it's kind of got a, a very minimally pitched um, lovely experimental tone to it. I find it very um, quite relaxing and a lovely place to, um, to sit in and listen with. So Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, she also says, I was thinking a lot about the themes of silencing and communication. My voice and a lot of feelings were buried and I wanted to push that out using music. That is the intention of this album, trying to brave to be brave enough to share and open up along with the internal and external barriers that exist when it comes to doing that. So the album is called uh, The Distance Between Heart and Mouth. It's on Bandcamp and the Belfast label. Touch Sensitive Records would recommend it. Absolutely stunning album. So one of my favourite Irish albums of the year so far. Sweet. I will listen to that when we finish this podcast um, because I like the sound of that. <laughs> um, okay, my final choice um, is an artist no, who we you spoke too. to. Oh, oh, do I? Yeah. No. Oh, I do. Sorry, sorry. Um, no, we didn't speak to this artist, um, I wish. This is um, the Attic Monkeys um don't believe the hype they're back there better be a mirror ball um from an upcoming album and it sounds like this don't get emotional that ain't like you yesterday still leaking That's nothing new I know I promised this is what I wouldn't do But somehow giving it the old romantic fool Seems to better suit the mood You ought to know I'll have a heavy heart So can we please be absolutely sure That there's a mirror ball um, The Arctic Monkeys, there better be a mirror ball um, Definitely more in the Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino croony retro era than the yeah what's been your reaction to this right um i i think largely positive i think most arctic monkeys fans are sort of fine with them not um writing music about fighting outside chip shops anymore as much as we all love um that first record um and i think you know i watched a little bit of their set at leeds and even watching Alex Turner singing those old songs, he, his voice and his performance style really seems to have um, evolved into this 
sort of you know this crooner uh thing so i and still it, it, i think it works well singing those older songs but he definitely doesn't sing them the way he used to he's 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 definitely you know entered this new era of him as a vocalist and, and as a performer and that new era is much better suited to songs like this it's a very like lyrically it's very grounded um i think he said something along the lines of like you know we're not in space anymore we're very much on earth and this is a very grounded song it's it's um it takes a little bit of time you know it's it's over four minutes long um and it is a, a kind of a kind of a yawning song like it does sort of you know lounge and and take its time and and relax into itself i liked it immediately but i have to say the more i listen to it it's really it really really grows on me and i'm really excited to to hear the album um i don't have in front of me when it's going to be out um i always do this i think uh october i think the end of october um but i can check that now um it but is is it the end of the October? Yeah. Is no, this was very much my job October. <laughs> to do. October, yeah. Um, and October yeah, I'm just 21st. really 21st October, 10 days before Halloween. Um, so you'll have plenty of time, but yeah, I really, really like this song. I, I think this style really suits them. I mean, I, I, I hope that there are, you know, kind of bigger songs. I'd love to hear more, um, kind of orchestra maybe yeah. some strings you know that that kind of thing but i'm really i think i'm ready to enter this or to like really settle into this era um of the arctic monkeys who are a very different band now to when they started out but you know i think that's due to um a lot of growth in terms of their musicality and their influences and settling into being you know a a band that that are securing their legacy, you know, that aren't, um, they're not just singing the same old stuff, even though we all loved it. Um, they're really, I think they are, and Alex Turner is really thinking about legacy and eras, um, uh, much like, you know, pop artists tend to do. Um, so I yeah, would love to did one nice. big two minute, like guitar like pop. Brian Storm. <laughs> just yeah. one, just to throw yeah. us off. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't but mind it at also, all. Also, <laughs> won't be mad if they don't do it either. Mm, yeah. yeah. Whatever. It's fine. I think, yeah. I think they've earned it. You're going to see them Sunday night at the picnic, are you? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, I saw, I watched a bit of that uh, live footage as well. Seems like it's a bit looser and more funk and jazzy kind of vibe. So uh, I'll be yeah. able to see how it, how it comes across. I did see them last time at Primavera. Uh, sound and I really did enjoy that. Although I was also mm. had a seat then, so it was just a nice, oh, love it was a nice vibe for that kind of those kind of songs. I was like, mm, yeah, that's nice. Mm. Into this, <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. Love good. The right, I have a quick recommend for an album here that I also heard when I was putting uh, together the roundups. This is from a Chicago artist called Cla- Claude, who is a uh, uh, Claudia Farm. And really lovely album of dream pop music called A Lot's Gonna Change. This is the uh, lead single from Twenties.
So yeah, speaking of loungy and smoky, that is uh, Claude. The album is called A Lot's Gonna Change. That was a song that I heard and I was like, oh, what's this? I'm very interested. Mm. Also, one of those albums that... Wise Blood reference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely one of those albums that I kind of discovered from... I was going through a big list of albums and the artwork actually uh, caught my eye. And it was just a very striking image of, of... the artists themselves and they were wearing like kind of a chain mail. So I keep having like Kate LeBon in my head around it as well, because there's mm. somebody else who wears chain mail sometimes on stage. And uh, so it did kind of remind me of that, that kind of vibe. So kind of dreamy pop, uh, smoky and loungy. So really liked it. Uh, girlclaude.bankup.com is where you can get that album if you're looking to buy cool. it. So yeah, that's a lovely. Sounds really good. Lovely shout. Yeah. That's two albums I have to listen to now that you have uh, recommended. That's what the show is okay. all about. I know it's great. <laughs> it's it's almost like it's helpful these uh, end of month roundups for us as much as the listeners. <laughs> um, okay, my final choice is somebody who we spoke to earlier this year. I want to say January twenty twenty two. January, yeah. Um, she is Anna Malarkey. She is from Galway and she has released her debut album called Falling. Um, I haven't, I'm, I'm just going to talk about one song, but I am recommending the album. Um, but I just haven't listened to it enough to kind of fully delve in. Uh, the song that really grabbed me on first listen is a song called Please. And it goes like this. And hey. is uh, Please by Anna Malarkey. There's a really cool um, sort of fusion of influences there, a fusion of styles there that I think you can hear, you know, on the, on the one hand there is the the strings and there's, she definitely comes from like um, a, a trad mindset, a trad tradition and then there's also the more electronic kind of beat side of things. That, that fusion doesn't always work for me. I do sometimes think it sounds a bit clunky but on this album I think it works brilliantly it's it's it it feels natural it feels like it's something of itself and not the blending of two different kind of disparate things and yeah it's a really beautiful record it's it's just it's it's one of those you know sink into it and and really pay attention and it's it's full of surprises you know like when you when you get to 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 the moment in in that track please when when the beat kicks in as it were you know you are surprised by that but more than anything you're kind of surprised by how well it works and you're like yeah this is this yeah. is, it feels natural everything feels natural and there, there's just this sort of sense of her as like 
this, I don't know, orchestrator of all these different tones and sounds. Like she just sounds like a wizard. <laughs> like, like she's controlling all these different things and um, that like everything's at her fingertips, you know, that there's nothing she's not able to to play or to or to do that, that every sound is very well thought out and it's exactly what she wanted to put down. Um, yeah, I really like it. I really, really like the album. Like, like I said, I've only had like one listen through fully to the, to the whole album but um it's one i would i would recommend listening to start to finish um and it's yeah it's really really lovely and she's lovely as well um but yeah and uh, this is certainly the one that stands out to me uh on first Mm. listen please although i'd heard a couple of others of course but uh, Mm. yeah i think this is a nice marriage of all the things that she does uh really well and it's the one that stood out to me when i first heard it so the album's called falling and malarkey from galway the artist and yeah you can go back to listen to our chat with anna uh in january 2022 at the black gate uh episode so um yeah that was a really fun day yeah we should do more things like that someday someday (laughs) um okay our final choice is this right yeah so my final track is another recent discovery i had heard of jake zirk's fussel um, from playing a gig earlier this year that enthusiastic eunuch put on um, has bringing him back now to Whelan's for Wednesday October 26th uh, the first show happened at Bellow Bar so there's a jump up but I'm really I really think this is really really, really gorgeous I'll explain where the music comes from in a sec but let's just hear a little bit of this song it's called Love Farewell <laughs> Come far land, let's be marching First for friends, then for Holland Cannons roar, colors flying All my love, there's no denying Ring farewell to my love farewell we're all marching around very well to uh, stroke microphones too that is uh, <laughs> Jake's Zerk's Fussel song is called Love Farewell from his recent album Good and Green Again that was recent January his fourth album so very bluesy folk music uh, Jake's background is actually he's the son of Fred C. Fussel an Alabama folklorist curator and photographer who took his son on the road while he was recording blues and folk songs uh, with uh, musicians nearby and obviously it is um it is seeped into the the world of Jake Circus Fussel. I really like that song. It's a beautiful track. Um, lovely, lovely music. Uh, there's a whole album of stuff. Uh, uh, four albums, in fact. So if you can hear um, in that vein, and yeah, one of those like I think every year you need you need a few three or four of those really lovely kind of old fashioned folk albums or like 
calm mm. albums to to add to your rotation this is one of them for me this year although it came out in january uh a, a more recent discovery but certainly because he seems to be doing quite well in terms of uh getting plaudits and and uh playing live and so lots happening for jake's zerks fossil that's with a an x x-e-r-x-e-s uh, jake fossil f-u-s-s-e-l-l uh, as always everything that you will hear will be in the show notes so you can you can Google away and uh, links where possible, and uh, we will include all of these tracks in the podcast um, playlist on Spotify as well, which is uh, called also in the show notes, songs played on the 909 podcast. So yeah, yep. that's everything from us this week in terms yeah. of the uh, best of the month. So uh, thanks for sharing. Appreciate it. You too. Um, the cast you'd like to discuss. Back. Um, I know, I know you need to run, so I'll just, I'll just give like mention to um, my any other businesses. Um, films I've watched, uh, uh, I saw Nope. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, I also watched a Jackie Chan film that I can't remember the name. I want to say it's Police Cop. It's not um rush hour police police story police no. story it's called <laughs> um it's from 1985 and it's just it's like it's just really really fun and the stunts are great and there's a bit where he's like hanging off the side of a bus with an umbrella and i was watching it and just like yeah yeah, yeah. and then I, I don't know if you ever get this if you watch like jackie chan films you're like oh yeah That's yeah this is, this, this is oh oh you should um but like you're kind of watching it and you're like, yeah, yeah, action film. And then you're like, wait, he's really doing this. This is like you become really yeah. desensitized to like, you know, action and danger and stuff. But like at the end of the movie, like with a lot of his films, there's like a um, a montage of like all of the actors at one point of an, or another just being like brought away in an ambulance from, you know, absolutely wrecking themselves from some some stunt that they're doing but a uh, really really fun film um and then in tv i watched nathan fielder's new show the <laughs> rehearsal um i sat down to watch the first episode and i watched all six episodes and i think it's a masterpiece and if anyone well, wants to talk to me i put I've it in the discord but my oh, problem Niall. is my partner has a visceral reaction to nathan fielder and will not watch it <laughs> she she leaves the room instead so <gasps> I need to put you in touch with um, Alan uh, McGuire, who hosts Juvenalia, because I think he's having a similar issue. <laughs> so you and him need to watch it. Um, it's fine. I've got one left now. That's all. So it's. <gasps> I, I I don't know how I feel about it, and that's part of the yeah. of the yeah. uh, whole experience, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. I, I put it into the anything. TV section on Discord, and nobody bit. Um, I was like, someone please talk to me about this. No one. So, you know, if anyone wants to talk to me about it, send me an email, Andrea at 909.com. Um, but I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's amazing. And I think that the moral ambiguity of it is um, just, yeah, it's it's It's, it's also tricky. like, I think the, the thing about it is, when I was watching last night, while I felt uncomfortable about the dynamic of the relationship, because clearly it's a TV show. And to very briefly explain, um, the rehearsal certainly most of the show is about a fake relationship that is being put on or rehearsed in order for first of all this woman who wants to know whether she wants to have kids or not and secondly Angela. for nathan as well to feel like to have that experience as well and that is the push and pull of it all the you're like oh this is uncomfortable but also i like in doing so i think you probably learn more about like 
what it's like to start a family or become or or navigate that as two people and um, because mm. you're seeing sort of real reactions as well so it was very interesting it's, it is a very interesting yeah. show even though I, it's I, crazy i have so much to say about like what i think the show is about and doing and like yeah when you finish it whatsapp me send me a voice note and okay. i want to know your thoughts on the because if your partner didn't like the other episodes like she will find no, it's actually for nathan for you very the problem. oh okay oh nathan for you so, is nothing compared to this <laughs> I, I know i know that's why i was like i'm, I'm not even gonna go there i'm just kind of getting i just love that she has a visceral reaction to nathan field <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I absolutely. I I think he is, um, like the. I think he's so ahead of his time. Like I genuinely think he's one of the best. Like one of the great comedians of of this generation. I think he's a genius. Um, yeah. But yeah, highly recommend. Would say watch Nathan for you first. Oh, like, I think I it helps. I wouldn't jump in. Like Even. you don't have to. It's not it. But I think I. I I think it's like going into the shallow end before you go into the deep end. It's a good idea to have a grasp. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Nathan definitely and helps. what he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but oh, it's, it's real good. Great. <laughs> Door yeah, City yeah. over here. That's um, a rehearsal. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's really good. Um, what about you? Uh, have you watched anything? Uh, I'm just whack, whack watching Industry. Um, season oh, two what is back. that? Oh, it's People just, are it, talking about that. It's a show about um, graduates who work for a bank in London and uh, it's very well done. Although so far, I'm not sure about season two because it's it's delving more into their jobs and I don't really care about their jobs. And specifically, is it a drama or a comedy? Yeah, or what yeah, is it? yeah. It's a drama. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. uh, it kind of like this like life, but updated for graduates mm. in banks. And actually, I think season two has like moved the, the story on like two or three years. So they're not quite graduates anymore. But the season one is great. I've rewatched that. Uh, yeah, okay. very recently, and I enjoyed that a lot. And oh, cool! I'll check and then out. Oh, the only thing is, Better Call Saul is over, and I thought it was a perfect ending. It was perfect, ending. wasn't it? And it was that's really all I'll perfect. Say about that. <laughs> it was stunning. It was. Oh. oh God, I cried so much. <laughs> um, do you know? Do you remember the film that won Best Oscar, uh, Best Picture at the Oscars this year? Um. See, no uh, one can remember. <laughs> oh no, I do, I do. It was, it, it was it a for, no, it wasn't a foreign language picture. What? Oh, what year is it? Twenty twenty two. Um. Okay, Will Smith won for for the tennis film. What won Best Picture? Well, wow. I'll tell you. It was a the film power called, of the dog. No, it was a was film called Coda, year? which is about uh, children of deaf adults. It's uh, a very little, um, small movie. A uh, very very sweet movie, kind of predictable, but also gorgeous. Watch that last week. I would recommend. Okay. Now it did kind of okay. get ruined for me by Gogglebox because they essentially shown the whole thing. And I was like, but still, if you need a good cry or you want a good Is cry, Gogglebox back. Uh, no, I think they just they went. They had it. They they showed oh, the film on it like a few months ago, maybe. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. I think it is back soon. But uh, anyway, <laughs> the only other plug I have is that. Um, in my official uh, role as the Culture Night Dublin ambassador this year, hi. Nights are. Uh, <laughs> um, to say that um, we announced, I got viral on TikTok. You went viral on TikTok. We didn't talk about this. I, I'm looking at now, hold on. I put up, I had 300 uh, uh, followers yesterday and one video. And then I put you up You came up on my For You page on That's TikTok. Mad. That's mad. I'll tell you now how many. Uh, I was that, like, I know this guy. video has. 
123,000 views that has. Yeah, that's now, mad. That's mental. I have 1,300 followers from one video. <sighs> I'm, I'm one of those 24 followers. hours. 24 hours, mad. I, I'm one of those. I was laid on. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, we put up, a, you may have seen uh, Night Moves. It's an event we're doing as part of Culture Night in the Fruit and Veg Market in off Cable Street. So DJs, discussions and dancing. So uh, there'll be more details on that soon. But 23rd of September, Culture Night, big, big event. So um, Now, will you please explain to people what the story is with tickets and turning up? Because there's a lot of people in the comments of that it video says saying, in what's the description? I, I know, but let's, let's just be very clear. no to tickets. It's no a, tickets uh, and culture night. We're going to have 700 and something capacity. It'll run from talks from half four till six-ish, maybe. We have to decide that. And then six o'clock onwards to 11 or 12, depending on what time the guards let us go to. Uh, we'll be putting on DJs for every half an hour. So we we anticipate that people will be coming in and out. And as it's culture night, people will go to other places. So the idea is that like there will be a one in one out system until capacity is reached. And it's free in. There's no bar. It's just a. It's just a. We're just putting on DJs in this very cool uh, open space that people haven't been in for three or four years. So why not? Yeah. That's the idea. That's really the brilliant idea. idea. So I can't wait. Excited for it. Right. I better go. Um, that yep. is it from us this week uh, we'll talk to you next week thank you Andrea thank you Niall thank you listener okay. thank you Kat thank you goodbye cats. all the cats <laughs> all, all the right. cats bye, bye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.